7: was a day it was full of twists and turns and anxiety and nervousness and it turned out probably as good as it could uh we nearly lost tiger woods and for a while we didn't know what was happening but as information has come through the past few hours tiger woods's injuries from his car accident today are serious but not life-threatening It is about his lower legs. He had a crush injury of both lower legs, including a compound fracture and a shattered ankle. Tiger Woods went through surgery uh, most of the day today, and he was lucid and coherent when he was met after his accident in Ranchos Palos Verdes. The determination right now there's no alcohol involved it's not known what caused the accident we're going to talk about that over the next few minutes uh there was no evidence that woods was impaired immediately it was a single vehicle rollover in rolling hills estates about 30 miles south of here in los angeles and i know mike and i you and i both found out about this at the about the exact same time and it was one of those oh crap moments that you get when a story like this breaks. You remember where you are, you remember how you're feeling, and of course, you're thinking back to Kobe. It was just about a year ago, and all these things are going through your head, and we didn't get information, and the first info that came out about Tiger Woods was, it was moderately critical injuries, and we're like, what does that mean? It was just, I remember that that first hour, that first hour and a half of just, where's the information? We need more, we need more. Uh, I it, it was some kind of run from earlier today to where we are right now
9: well sure and immediately all minds go to the worst that's just human nature uh, for me I've driven that stretch of road many times was actually up there on Saturday so I know exactly where this is and where some of the hazard is based on you know speed stop signs lack thereof and some of the the other things that come in but I'm also just a couple days from now, it's three years since I had a car accident that almost, uh, well, made it the Jason Smith Show with a partner to be named later. So it's one of those kind of stop you in your tracks of, all right, let's get the facts. And unfortunately, in as you know, it's the 24-7 churn, and everybody's got either a one-liner they want to throw out or just start speculating on the worst and by worst, I don't mean just be because of our own mortality, just the worst possible scenarios by which an accident would happen, as opposed to just being, you know, an accident. Yeah, you know, there's a couple,
7: obviously there's a lot of different angles to get to throughout the show tonight, but Mm -hmm. there's a couple of big ones we want to start. We're going to talk to, coming up next, we're going to talk to a reporter who was on the scene all day and broke the story of the Tiger Woods accident. And the first thing is that if you were like all of us today, uh, it was following along on social media, trying to figure out what was happening, trying for any bit of new information. All right. That's what that's what a situation mm-hmm. like this brings. What, what's happening? What am I missing? I don't want what is happening. What is happening? And, you, you know, we joke around about hitting refresh when the, Met, the Jets are going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Or something. But this was one of those moments where refresh. Am I going to learn something new that I didn't know five seconds ago? Does somebody have information that they had? They just put on social media that we can find out. And sometimes it's good. But today, as you saw, it's another lesson of, and you can understand how information gets out of control. Because once the facts are known, we everybody wants to know more, and it's that rush to know more. And it's how mistakes happen, because you're so desirous of something new, Anything new that you can see where news outlets, they run with reports and things wind up being reported that potentially are erroneous. All right. Look at what happened today with Tiger Woods. The first thing we heard was moderately critical injuries, which were like, okay, you hear critical injury and that's life and death. It wasn't like that. Yeah, but what's moderately of, right? critical? Exactly. What, what, what does that even mean? Right? right. We know critical. That's a new term. We know, yeah, mo- moderately critical. So it's, it's either critical, it's serious. It's I don't understand what that is. But then it becomes, okay, it's about his legs. His life isn't in danger. It's about his legs. Okay, so that was a bit of it. But the main one that we saw was when this story broke, what was the phrase that everybody was saying? Jaws of life. Because that's what Mm -hmm. we were told, this is what got Tiger Woods out of his wreck, the jaws of life uh, that that bring you and open up a car and be able to pull you out of it so they can save your life. That was the initial report was, this is what happened, and the jaws of life were used. And it was, oh, my bleepity bleeping God, oh, my God. And then uh, you were thinking jaws of life. And that was a report for two hours. And then middle of the afternoon, we found out, well, no Jaws of Life. They used they used a device to prime open and get him out through the windshield, which if you saw the car and, and looked at the, the reports all day, they stayed on video of the car. There wasn't a lot to show. You got to see the car. You got to see the road. You got to see where he went off the road. All of these things you got to see. It was amazing coverage. You got to see everything. I look at it going, where did they use the jaws of life? Did they somehow get him out, and the car flipped after they got him out? Because clearly they didn't use jaws of life, because you could see the one side of the car that was facing up didn't have any, uh, you know, dab- like jaws of life damage. Like it was, it was cracked open to, to pull him out. So I thought, okay, maybe they used it on the other side of the car. And then the report comes out that no, no, it wasn't that. They they broke through the windshield and they got him out that way. And then it was, and then you thought oh, okay, well, that seems like it's a little bit better than having to, to, to you know, to, to pull them out of it. You know, and, and meanwhile, cars like this, you know, the newer cars that, that, that Tiger drives, it was a, you know, big, expensive SUV, all the newer cars are now made to crumple a little bit because before, when, you know, these old, all these old cars, you and I grew up driving, right? I had a 76 Ford Granada. It was like driving a tank. You know, I felt like this. I'm like, yeah, I got to no, open yeah. up. I got I to go out you the You can pretty top. much
9: bounce off anything.
8: Yeah. yeah,
7: but your body absorbs the accident, all right? that's the thing about you're in a big you feel like you're in a big safe car, but a car like that gets hit you're absorbing all the energy from that. You know, these new cars are made to crumple because that, it, 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 takes, it takes the, the portion of the blowout. And that's what some of the reports were today from the news is that, yeah, the airbags and the fact that the car is able to do that was able to help save his life. And the fact he was wearing a seatbelt. This is why you always wear seatbelts, no matter how uncomfortable they may be. It's why you wear seatbelts. And, and so, you know, now that this part is getting out, this kind of information is getting out, are like okay so that was wrong in the beginning that's a big mistake you know that's that's a big thing to not have to be able to report so as you can see the the desire to have that the the, the time of panic and anxiety is just unmatched and and that's how that's how you get reports come out where you go is this true is this not but i got to say overall pr- pretty much uh, throughout the day we got we had a pretty good steady flow of information we had a statement from his agent right away we had a statement from the police department right away which i don't think if tiger's life was in that kind of danger, they would have had a statement right away and it, it I think it stopped a lot of it, but you could still see where that desire for give me more, give me more is where mistakes like this happen.
9: Well, yeah. I mean, either the... The severity, and and it doesn't take anything away from the the number of surgeries, the physical therapy, everything that's going to have to happen from here. But Jaws of Life takes you down a path, and you saw celebrities and athletes from all over, uh, golfers talking about you know breaking down in giving commentary uh, on what they were hearing. But it also the accident itself, you know, led to some fat folks uh, leading to wanton speculation about causes, which is a whole other part of this this process, right? It's one thing for the actual facts of what happened, right? Too fast, hit a turn, didn't, you know, hit the edge of the road, flipped, whatever will come out uh, in the full investigation there. And then you just add others. There was, you know, I saw a clip from CNN of someone just speculating about impairment, and it started going down this whole road and like well we have no inv- information on that so why i mean obviously you you have information on tiger's history but to go to that spot it, it's always that immediate you know why why don't we try to process the information first and then get to the hows and whys and everything on the, the secondary side once we've found out, you know, what the end game is here in, in terms of surgeries and the, the transference between hospitals, et cetera. So, yes, the the news cycle, and all it takes is is one reporter, uh, one one athlete to, to post something that leads folks down a direction, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I was reading the worst of the worst. I mean, people were posting all sorts of big long uh, tributes like all right he's just just put up the thoughts and prayers good thoughts for him a good memory whatever but but he's gonna he's gonna pull through right he's gonna be all right we found that fairly early but the the jaws of life certainly played uh, a big role in where the story went the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Farmers
7: Insurance Studios. Call Farmers Today for a quote. Now, the thing about the crash, right? And I, as you said, look, this is one time when the rush to be first is not always what you need to be doing. Um, but clearly, there's some things we saw from the crash, just from watching the coverage all day. And this is not to speculate about what was going on. But what, what really struck me after I after I, I saw this was that, okay, they panned back and forth the entire the entire time all this coverage is going on all afternoon and they panned to where the car was in the, in the, in the bushes off the side of the road and back to where he first went off the road. And that's a long way from when he first went off the road to where he wound up off the other side of the freeway and into the bushes and this is an area that you know normally if it wasn't covid there'd be people driving on this in the morning i mean this is a popular you know this is a popular road that if covid wasn't around people there'd be much more cars on there He went and and hopped the cur and hit the hit the median, and he went through a sign. You saw the big rolling state sign uh, that was that was knocked down, and he went a long way before he went off the road and then cleared a path through trees, and before the car came to came to rest. And what I, can't, what I can't get past is that, you know, look, you don't know how someone is driving, and you've heard reports that's a stretch of road where people can get to 80 miles an hour without even thinking about it, right, because it's a downhill stretch, and there's, and there's it's curvy, the highways, look, you know, Mike, you talked about it. Is is that something – I mean, I don't know how fast he was going, but to be able to, to hit the, the median and still be going that fast and not hit the brakes – and I mean, how far did the car roll? Because you'd have to think that no matter what happens, if you're going too fast, when you hit the median – that car is going to stop a little bit, right, right? It may get launched a bit, but that car is going to stop. And it didn't look like there was any stopping. You know, the car kept going. Now, did yeah. it roll over all the way? There would have been more pieces in the road, I would think, and there wasn't. And you would think your normal reaction would be to hit the brakes. And, okay, I'm, I'm up the. whoa, 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 I got it. That would be your normal thing when you're in an accident. I got to hit the brakes. I got to stop. So that's the, big, that's the big question to me is boy, that was a long way to travel. You know, once you hit the median, you go over. I mean, this wasn't I hit the median over it was, you know, 50, 60 feet away. You're talking about over, you know, maybe 100 yards, even more. You know, da- down yeah. from when he first went up and, 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 hit the, and hit the side of the median. So that, that's, what I, that's what struck me was that without knowing what anything was at stake was that's the, that's the weird part that stood out for this accident was that it was a long way for that, for there to be no brakes or no stoppages of the car. So, you know, and, and that could be anything. It could be brake failure. It could be taking a curve too long. It could be, you know, it could be anything. You know, I mean, you've heard the gamut of things, uh, you know, it happens when you check a text, when you do this, when you take your eyes off the road, you fall asleep at the wheel, all these things you have heard all day. Uh, and, and some of them would fit, some of them not. Um, but that's that's the one part where I go, wow, that was a long way to go. And that's what I want to know. Like, If of all the questions about it, that's a, how, how did that go for that long? And if he's that far, I mean, you think how lucky he is to survive that. Because he, he was in that car that was out of control for a long time, and and all the times that it flipped, no matter no don't, don't know how many times it flipped, I mean, that that's those two things just hit me like you know one two with this story right here.
9: Yeah, I mean, that stretch of, of land, for those unaware and, and those listening nationwide, thanks for being part of the family, uh, There, there's a lot of empty space, hiking trails and trails to train horses and take your horse out for a walk and, and all of those kind of things. Uh, and down the, the many of those paths, there's the signage of, all right, here's your O-blank runoff ramp like you have when you hit crazy speeds, right? We've all driven somewhere in, in our place, and those are present. Uh, along that stretch of road, to where may, maybe even with your brakes working, you have a little bit of trouble slowing down. If you're hauling gear, you're a trucker, whatever, uh, that it becomes a, a difficult thing to navigate. And you know, if you hit the median and bounce, remember you, you hit the brakes suddenly. What may happen? Lock up and then start the roll, but you're still going at a, a great rate of speed. So uh, it, it is an area that you know you try carefully keep your you know head on swivel, and, and I, I know it uh, all too well uh, how, how fast that, that those curves come at you on that stretch of road. So it's, uh, it's one of those that we're seeing pictures of the car, and you, you, you look up and, and thank your, your maker, thank whatever you believe in that you're alive, and now we'll start looking for the, the details as to how this all came to pass. Fox
8: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
7: Hashtag breaking. Agency at scene say at Tiger Woods was injured in crash in Ranchos Palos Verdes at Hawthorne Boulevard near Black Horse Road. This is the tweet that everybody in the world saw today. Joining us now on the hotline is that man himself, Steve Gregory, iHeartMedia KFIM 640 reporter here in Los Angeles. Steve, I know you had a long day. Thanks very much for making some time for us here. Of course, guys. My pleasure. All right, so well, let's go back to the beginning with this. You know, how did you hear? You, know, you were the one that had this story. How did it come about? You found out about this, and you were able to tell everybody. Yeah, it's
2: just good old-fashioned way. Sources. I got a call this morning from um, people that I know in uh, law enforcement, and they, what they had done is they kind of threw me for a loop because they said, listen, I just want to let you know that we've uh, rescued and transported Eldrick Taunt Woods to the hospital. I said, who are you talking about? Um, I, I have no idea who you're talking about, and I don't. I didn't know Tiger Woods' real name was Eldrick, and oh, when wow. they finally clarified, yeah, I didn't know it was Eldrick Taunt Woods. I, I mean, I, I just didn't know that, and so when they when they explained that it was Tiger Woods, I went, "Wait a minute," and and I it kind of woke me up because I had I worked very late last night, and so I was still just trying to collect my thoughts, and then I said, "Hold on a second and grabbed my pen and paper, and then. I knew I had a very short window in which to get this information, so my source just basically laid it out said, here's what we know, here's what happened, and uh, that's all I can tell you, and then hung up. And so I had to call at least one more person, cross-reference basically, and uh, I had enough to go with. And then I sent out a tweet that you just referenced.
7: All right, now, part of your tweet we talked about this uh, early on is you know, the first ninety minutes after this came out, uh, everybody was saying this happened. The jaws of life was used to get him out. as we found out later on in the day. It wasn't quite the jaws of life. who was able to pull him out through the uh, windshield they had to break. Uh, is, is that te- was that technically both jaws of life like is what you what you had heard or what was they was told to you or how did that right. get in there? Well,
2: see, and that was sort of that uh, telephone game, if you will, the first person on scene, characterized it as jaws of life told someone down the line and that's the way it was communicated back to the first responder agencies and that's the way it was communicated out in fact the LA County Sheriff's Department even put out that statement and so that was the word from the scene at that time but as you guys know that uh, stories like that are pretty fluid things of a breaking nature like that tend to change frequently. Um, so when I found out that it might not have been Jaws of Life, I called L.A. County Fire Department because they were the rescue um, agency on scene. And they said, no, we used a Halligan tool, which is uh, basically a very uh, beefed up crowbar with all kinds of different little claws on it. And they were able to pop that uh, windshield off the front. And then they were able to pry the metal off to the side long enough to pull him out. The uh, first deputy on scene was able to talk with him. He said he was conscious, he was calm, he was lucid, and that uh, he didn't even realize he was injured, which is pretty typical for people in shock after a crash.
9: He didn't realize he was... Wow, that's that's next-level stuff.
2: Sure. Uh, considering well, when you're in what shock, we would come in, to find
9: out. Yeah. Right, wow. when you're in shock
2: like that. And then uh, one of the other sources had told me that his compound fracture, at least one of them, had the bone sticking out through the skin of his, one of his legs so he had, and he had multiple injuries on both legs and at least one compound fracture which would, would account for the characterization of the bone poking through the skin and they said it was a pretty gruesome sight below his waist in terms of his leg injuries but other than that um, he didn't sustain any other critical or major injuries.
9: Steve, is there anything you know, statistically? Uh, you know, I've, I've driven that stretch of road a, a bunch, but you know, going into like the highway records uh, of incidences along that stretch of road because that downhill gets uh, pretty hair, hairy pretty fast.
2: Yeah, you know that is probably one of the most problematic areas for that Rancho Palos Verdes, and it's right there at the border of Rancho Palos Verdes and Rolling Hills Estates, and that uh, tends to be kind of a, a an area where there's some. Uh, you know, smaller hills, some curved roads, and that is a downward slope, and then there was a bit of a bend, and the responding deputy on scene said that when he does traffic patrol in that area, that the speed limit is 45, but he typically clocks most everyone at 80 miles an hour.
9: Oof.
7: You know, I, I think of that, and what takes me out of that scene, Steve, is what we talked about at the beginning of the show, is that that was a long way for a Tiger to hit the median and go over the median and over the other lane and into the, the side brush and through the trees. I mean, this wasn't like you normally think a guy, someone hits the median. Uh, you would think the car would stop at some point, right? You hit the median, you're going to stop and lose momentum. You're going to go, you're going to hit the brakes. Something like that is going to happen. That was just a long way to travel for a tiger to go. So I don't know whether it was speed or whatever else, but that's what sticks out to me. The, that's the big question I want to answer is why, why, did, why did that car travel so far? Did, did it roll just forever and it rolled over? Over and over and over what, what what do you think that was or what was being talked about at the scene
2: well I certainly can't speculate but I can certainly tell you that uh, both the deputy and the sheriff uh, indicated that speed played a factor in this I and mean, it wasn't said with any kind of definitive uh, uh, conclusion but they did say based on what they can see and what they you know they've witnessed many many times before and then and the deputy said I'm a traffic cop he said I can tell you when these things look like high speed or not And and you add to that what you just described. You add to the fact that there were no prominent skid marks. And that's usually an indicator, too, because they can tell the length of a skid mark. It kind of gives everyone an idea of the speed, um, whether or not, you know, brakes were applied. Um, And there were no at least visible brake marks or skid marks that we could see. They say that it was pretty obvious that speed played a factor, but they're not going to, you know, they can't say what caused that. Distractive driving. You know, there's been all kinds of speculation and just mere speculation that perhaps he was texting and driving, perhaps that he was impaired. But then the sheriff said right out of the chute, there's no evidence that there was any impairment. But that only includes alcohol, because it's the first thing a deputy or a police officer smells at an accident scene, they're sniffing for alcohol. Then there just wasn't any prominent odor of alcohol on the scene. That doesn't mean there wasn't any kind of impairment. It just says, there didn't appear to be any impairment on the scene.
9: Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Arman from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios on the hotline with us. KFI AM 640 reporter, correspondent, it's Steve Gregory, at Steven Gregory is where you can find him on Twitter. He was the one uh, that gave us the news this morning of this accident in Palos Verdes uh, involving Tiger Woods. Uh, so the investigation now begins. Is is there any idea of, of a timetable of how quickly they'll be able to reap? piece this together to give some answers
2: no there's no timeline on these things and it could take a while now if for some reason investigators decide they're going to need a toxicology screen then they're going to have to get a warrant in order to retrieve some sort of the blood that was presumably drawn at the hospital when tiger woods was taken because of the surgery so if there was any kind of a uh, blood drawn they're gonna if they need that they're gonna to have to go through a warrant process. They've been there all day long, and you've probably seen the aerial photos that uh, the vehicle, the SUV, was on scene for quite a long time, and it's always mm-hmm. the last thing to be removed from an accident scene. But um, in this particular case, I, I, you know, and then that newer model of a vehicle has what they call the black box. It does have a some sort of a, a device in it that will have probably the speed And they'll probably check his phone for the time of impact and to see if he had been texting and perhaps was distracted. But they're going to be able to add this up pretty quickly because he was the solo driver. There were no other people involved. So I would imagine it'll be sooner than later that we'll hear results.
7: Steve, when when it comes to this this crash this morning, it was it seven twelve in the morning? Now, normally, now look, I haven't been I haven't driven driven that way in a while. But isn't that an area that that is you know when when if if it was real time? Now it wasn't COVID. Look, LA County for the most part, we've been you know shut down and more more isolated, more quarantined than a lot of other places in the country. That's more populated normally, right? It's seven twelve in the morning with people going yeah. on both sides cool. of the road.
2: Yeah, you got people going to school, going and coming from school and work, you know, taking kids to school. Um, you're absolutely right. But that's what the deputy was saying there That as a patrol officer for that area. He said that area is notorious for speeders, and that's why there's such heavy, you know, there's a lot of speed saturation patrols in that area as well. The, uh, You know, this particular morning, I guess if you will, I, I guess you could say on one hand, Tiger was lucky there was not a cop, but Tiger was also lucky that – uh the cops were getting, they got there pretty quickly. They got there within a couple minutes. So, But typically they said that they would be doing some sort of saturation patrols because, as you indicated, that is always a busy area down there because it's, it's right smack dab in a very popular residential area.
9: Steve, I have to ask uh, about your job in general in reporting. Uh, how deep is the search history of trying to learn a little bit about a lot across this great Los Angeles area that you cover?
2: <laughs> well let's put it this way no two days are ever the same um like this morning i had my day already mapped out and there were three stories i wanted to cover at least work on today and those have all been just kicked out the door because of this and that's the nature of my my job i, I the only way i can really leave my job is when i can leave the state other than that if i'm within shouting distance of my headquarters in burbank um i'm always on duty
7: you can follow him on Twitter, at Stephen Gregory, KFI reporter here in Los Angeles, iHeartMedia. Steve, thanks so much. No you know it was, a, it was a long day. We thank you for stopping by with us. Appreciate it. And we will uh, talk to you soon.
8: Always a pleasure. Call anytime. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity Presents...
7: lost in the drama of what's going on we're talking about tiger woods we had the nba all-star teams announced earlier today was this bit from Aditi kinkabwala of nfl network look she's been an insider with the nfl network for a long time she's covered the steelers for a long time and uh she put this out about five hours ago basically ben roethlisberger is coming back Uh, From her Twitter account, she said Ben Roethlisberger will indeed be back as the Steelers' starting quarterback this fall. Just connected with the two-time Super Bowl winner's agent, Ryan Tolner, who said this? And she, you know, put a, a screen cap of what she was told by his agent. Here's the quote. They want Ben back and will contact me soon to address his cap situation. As we've shared since the season ended, we're happy to creatively adjust his contract to help them build the best team possible. A year ago, Ben wasn't sure if he could throw again, but he battled back to get 12 wins in the eighth division title of his career. The, they lost steam down the stretch. It doesn't sit well for him. So the fire burns strong and there is plenty of gas in the tank so it looks like Ben Roethlisberger is coming back for one more season in Pittsburgh I thought for sure the way the Steelers were pushing it he was going to wind up retiring because the Steelers clearly have said we're going to do some things here you need to give us money back we can't do it here and then most likely we're going to get your replacement on board sometime during this offseason so I I thought that would push Roethlisberger out I was wrong He, he wants to come back wants to do one more year and I'll tell you what He'll start as the starting quarterback. I'm sure he will begin as the starting quarterback, but I'm going to say it's like 30%, Mike, that he makes it to the end of the season wow. as the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh because you have the ineffectiveness, which he had, and it doesn't matter if it's your farewell season. You know, when there's another option, Mike Tomlin will go to it. You know, clearly we're not hearing from Tomlin right now. He's recovering from COVID 19. But, you know, there's the ineffectiveness. There's also the injury part of this. Is Roethlisberger going to be able to stay healthy? If he gets hurt and somebody comes in and they wind up playing better, are they going to go back to Roethlisberger? So, the end of the, if there was somebody else there the end of this year, the Steelers would have gone to them to, to make sure, hey, we, we enter the playoffs strong. We're a big team. We gave away an 11 0 start. Roethlisberger couldn't throw the football more than five yards past the line of scrimmage. So, the, as much as that the, okay, he's coming back. He'll be the starter. I'm sure the Steelers are going to tell him, listen, you're going to give us some money back. We're going to figure this out, and we're going to spread things around. And if you don't play well, then our next guy is going to get in there because the Steelers aren't going to wait till after this year to go get a quarterback. They see a lot of quarterbacks out there now that they'll get one either in free agency, they'll have one in the draft. They will have that quarterback in place. And if Roethlisberger falters, which is a pretty – It's an even proposition now because you saw he played the end of last year. That person will take over. I'm telling you, 30% he ends the season as a a quarterback of the Steelers.
9: Oh, I like that. I I might actually – no, we don't do bets on this show. Uh, (laughs) 33 uh, touchdowns, 10 picks last year. His best ratio since 2014, completed about 66 percent of his past attempts so there was some good in between some of the uh well not so good uh and the things that we were able to chronicle right the within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage five behind five in front of and the occasional shot downfield does it mean that the year another year removed from surgery perhaps you know the shoulders better is he taking better care of him himself. There's a million questions that have to go into this process and in the end what that final dollar amount is because they've got a lot of free agents that they need to make decisions on. Uh, including uh, his best friend that retired uh, in Pouncey. So they've got to find a solution there for a guy who might end up being a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. But uh, Dwayne Haskins is there right now. He's the guy with the as the lottery ticket for the Steelers. We'll see if they're active elsewhere. I'm curious to see how it plays. I I was kind of hoping this would drag out a little more to be more dramatic, you know, because Ben likes drama and all. But (laughs) I guess this is where we're at. (laughs) realizing there were so many other guys swirling about, right? Oh, sure,
7: sure. And you know, if the Steelers were smart, right, here's here's what they should go get. If the Steelers are smart, they call the Jets and they go get Sam Darnold. Because Darnold is the guy that can, he's the quarterback that, Rem- he reminds me the most of Roethlisberger in that he's a bit, he's a big kid, and he, but he has escapability in the pocket, and his strength is keeping plays alive. Now, hopefully, he can get with an organization where you're in a solid system, you have a lot of weapons around you, and you have some time to learn because he's only 23. That would be that would make the most sense if they would go get Darnold and say, all right, Sam, you're going to sit, you're going to sit behind Roethlisberger, learn the offense. The next year, boom, we got Sam Darnold, we got Dwayne Haskins, just in case Haskins winds up playing well. That's the guy they should go get because that's where Darnold fits better than anywhere else in the NFL. He reminds me of Roethlisberger. He would fit after him.
8: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
7: Lost in the drama of what's going on. We're talking about Tiger Woods. We had the NBA All-Star teams announced earlier today. Was this bit From Aditi Kinkabwala of NFL Network. Look, she's been an insider with the NFL Network for a long time. She's covered the Steelers for a long time. And uh, she put this out about five hours ago. Basically, Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. Uh, From her Twitter account, she said, Ben Roethlisberger will indeed be back as the Steelers' starting quarterback this fall. Just connected with the two-time Super Bowl winner's agent, Ryan Tolner, who said this. And she, you know, put a, a screen cap of what she was told by his agent. Here's the quote. They want Ben back and will contact me soon to address his cap situation. As we've shared since the season ended, we're happy to creatively adjust his contract to help them build the best team possible. A year ago, Ben wasn't sure if he could throw again, but he battled back to get 12 wins in the eighth division title of his career. That They lost steam down the stretch. It doesn't sit well for him. So the fire burns strong and there is plenty of gas in the tank. So it looks like Ben Roethlisberger is coming back for one more season in Pittsburgh. I thought for sure the way the Steelers were pushing it, he was going to wind up retiring because the Steelers clearly have said, we're going to do some things here. You need to give us money back. We can't do it here. And then most likely we're going to get your replacement on board sometime during this offseason. So I I thought that would push Roethlisberger out. I was wrong. He, He wants to come back, wants to do one more year. And I'll tell you what. He'll start as the starting quarterback. I'm sure he will begin as the starting quarterback, but I'm going to say it's like 30%, Mike, that he makes it to the end of the season wow. as the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh because you have the ineffectiveness, which he had, and it doesn't matter if it's your farewell season. You know, when there's another option, Mike Tomlin will go to it. You know, clearly we're not hearing from Tomlin right now. He's, he's recovering from COVID-19. But, you know, there's the ineffectiveness. There's also the injury part of this. Is Roethlisberger going to be able to stay healthy? If he gets hurt and somebody comes in and they wind up playing better, are they going to go back to Roethlisberger? So, the end of the, if there was somebody else there the end of this year, the Steelers would have gone to them to, to make sure, hey, we, we enter the playoff strong. We're a big team. We gave away an 11-0 start. Roethlisberger couldn't throw the football more than five yards past the line of scrimmage. So, th- it, as much as that Okay, he's coming back. He'll be the starter. I'm sure the Steelers are going to tell him, listen, you're going to give us some money back. We're going to figure this out. And we're going to spread things around. And if you don't play well, then our next guy is going to get in there. Because the Steelers aren't going to wait till after this year to go get a quarterback. They see a lot of quarterbacks out there now that they'll get one either in free agency. They'll have one in the draft. They will have that quarterback in place. And if Roethlisberger falters, which is a pretty – It's an even proposition now because you saw we played the end of last year. That person will take over. I'm telling you, 30 percent. He ends the season as a as a quarterback of the Steelers.
9: Oh, I like that. I I might actually. uh, No, we don't do bets on this show. Uh, (laughs) 33 uh, touchdowns, 10 picks last year. His best ratio since 2014. Completed about 66. percent of his pass attempts so there was some good in between some of the uh well not so good uh and the things that we were able to chronicle right the within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage five behind five in front of and the occasional shot downfield does it mean that the year another year removed from surgery perhaps you know the shoulders better is he taking better care of him Himself, there's a million questions that have to go into to this process, and in the end, what that final dollar amount is, because they've got a lot of free agents that they need to make decisions on. Uh, including uh, his best friend that retired uh, in Pouncey. So they've got to find a solution there for a guy who might end up being a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. But uh, Dwayne Haskins is there right now. He's the guy with the, as the lottery ticket for the Steelers. We'll see if they're active elsewhere. I'm curious to see how it plays. I I was kind of hoping this would drag out a little more to be more dramatic, you know, because Ben likes drama and all, but (laughs) I guess this is where we're at. <laughs> you know, realizing the thing- there were so many other guys swirling about, right? Oh,
7: sure, sure. And you know, if the Steelers were smart, right? Here's here's what they should go get. If the Steelers are smart, they call the Jets and they go get Sam Darnold, because Darnold is the guy that can. He, he's the quarterback that rem- he reminds me the most of Roethlisberger in that he's a bit he's a big kid. And he, but he has escapability in the pocket, and his strength is keeping plays alive. Now, hopefully he can get with an organization where you're in a solid system, you have a lot of weapons around you, and you have some time to learn because he's only 23. That would be that would make the most sense. If they would go get Darnold and say, all right, Sam, you're going to sit. You're going to sit behind Roethlisberger, learn the offense. And then next year, boom, we got Sam Darnold, we got Dwayne Haskins, just in case Haskins winds up playing well. That's the guy they should go get because that's where Darnold fits better than anywhere else in the NFL. He reminds me of Roethlisberger. You know, it was funny, we had Rob Fukuzaki on a few minutes ago, who, uh, ABC7 uh, sports anchor, who was on the scene, one of the first on the scene today, reporting from the Tiger Woods uh, scene of the Tiger Woods accident. And, you know, he talked about how Tiger has changed over the course of the past, you know, in, in the 25 years that we've known him. And it really is is something to think about that Tiger Woods has really had two careers, right? He had the first career where he was this dominant golfer who, as much as he was a public figure, we didn't really know too much about him. And then he, you know, he has the fall from grace and coming back from injuries, where he opens up more. We learn a lot more about him uh, as a person, as a dad, as a golfer. He's a lot more open during interviews. We get to see him and his kids. Remember when his kids were born? We never really got to see them. There wasn't a lot of video of them. And you know, and that's kind of who Tiger Woods has become. Almost like the way Kobe was after his NBA career, where he was looking to do great things for women's basketball and and push women's basketball. And and now Tiger is doing things for for younger golfers and trying to pay it forward, you know, what he did. And, you know, I, I remember this because I remember the first time that I got to interview Tiger Woods and it was in the middle of his first run. Like, it was like around 2002, I think. And I was here at Fox Sports Radio and he was doing a bunch of interviews because he was, he had a new club coming out, I think, for Nike. Like he had he had a new driver or something back when he was with Nike and he had, he, and, and he was doing interviews for it. And so I'm like, wow, this is great. Tiger Woods never does interviews, right? This is going to be great. We're going to get to talk to Tiger Woods. And right before we get on the air, his handlers call and say, okay, you guys have Tiger. He's coming up. You're going to get him at 523. We're like, okay, great. 523 is fine. You have him for one question. I'm taking him at 524. We're like, what? You You have one question with Tiger Woods. We're like, wow. We have one question with Tiger. Really? One question? Yeah. And we were like, why? You go, you know how many of these he's doing? He's, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do. We got a schedule to keep. So it's like, he's going to do interview 523, one of 525, 527. So we're like, what the hell do you ask the guy? Right. You have one question. Like, what are you going <laughs> to say? Grumettes right?
9: or flats? Right?
7: <laughs> so we, we decided uh, the question we we're going to ask was, hey, what's the best golf joke you can tell on the radio? And I said, wow, we're really going for it, because either he's going to say, come on, guys, and hang up, or we're going to get a joke. And he says, okay, give me a second, give me a second. And he told a joke, and it was a complete joke you could tell on the radio. I don't remember what it was now. I know the punchline was BBs, but I don't remember what the joke joke was, but it was funny. And it was like, okay, great, say goodbye. And that was it. We had a joke. Tiger Woods came on and told a joke. (laughs) And I'll always remember that story, because that's like the most – in depth of personality-wise, we got to see from him the first, you know, 10, 11 years of his career. Like, we didn't get that side of Tiger Woods until now. You know, but we, I, I can't believe he came on. He told us a joke. Like, he didn't hang up on us. He didn't say, blank you guys, man. You guys are idiots. No, but he, he told us a joke. And uh, that always stands out. One of my big memories of Tiger Woods was he came on and he told us a joke when that, that really stood out as being anti the, the persona he had at the time.
9: Well, and and certainly something different than he was going to get asked by everybody else in the one question with Tiger segment. (laughs) It's funny because the last couple of years we've gotten the personality. I liken it to what we're seeing with some of the NFL quarterbacks who never said anything, You know, like Russell Wilson. We know a lot about his life, but we never saw the fire in the belly and him kind of coming out and showing, hey, I want to exert some some pressure. So you you see a twist, right? You see a a difference as, as guys evolve and and take in new parts of their careers. It really was crazy. I'm like, I can't
7: believe it. That, that was a joke. Okay. But he told, it, he told us a joke. I wish I could remember yeah. the joke, but I remember the punchline was BBs. And it had something to do with golf balls. Just, ah, I wish I could remember it.
8: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
6: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
10: Let's go places.